Welcome, welcome all to a bonus episode. Bonus episode. St. Paddy's Day episode. Saint man. Pat- it's Friday. Hey, happy St. Paddy's Day, happy my Saint friend. Happy St. Paddy's Day. I see you got your Guinness. I, I don't have an Irish beer, but I got a, a green bottle. That counts, right? Yeah, that counts. <laughs> I also have. So is that some Jameson, I'm guessing? <sighs> yes, sir. Because this is going to be quite the sensitive topic. Yeah, this is so, a heavy subject. I see you're drinking our favorite beer. Our favorite, man, Mr. Dos Equis. Yes. Gotta love it. And as you said previously, I'm drinking Guinness and Jameson because it's St. Patrick's Day. Duh. And on St. Patty's Day, man. Those are our brews. Let's get to some banter. Welcome to Brews and Banter. Today's topic, because we felt it was uh, necessary to do a full episode on it as soon as possible, is the three-month investigation on Greg Berhalter uh, on the U.S soccer association as a whole was was it okay for them to hire him was it okay for him to have a job is it okay for them to rehire him uh the allison bird investigation results came out targo yeah so these this report came out when was it tuesday or so just kind of explaining the whole that whole situation so just to give people kind of a recap of what happened after the world cup Greg Berhalter, he spoke at a conference, kind of told a story about a player who wasn't quite meeting expectations at the World Cup. Of course, this gets figured out that he's talking about Gio Reyna. Then some incidences happened with Gio Reyna's parents contacting certain officials within U.S. soccer, making claims that Berhalter had assaulted his wife. Back in 1992, when he was 18, she was 18, they were attending college together. And so an investigation was put into this, and we have the findings. We read the report, so you guys don't have to. We can summarize, summarize it down for you a little bit. Right, so it was a long the best report. we can, yeah. It was a 40-page report, man. It was so much reading. I almost it's not really asleep. that much reading, but it, it's, it, was, it was a good chunk. <laughs> it, it, it was, and to read these findings, it's almost like a daytime soap opera, but it's, oh, it's com- U.S. It's a, soccer. Yeah. Telenovela, yeah. man, soap opera, right there. It's it's insane that this would actually exist at the top of the top in U.S. soccer. It's literally the same thing you see at like youth pee wee soccer. It happens at the U.S. national level too. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. So shall we dive into this report? So they let's don't have dive to read into it. the findings. Yeah. All right. This investigation was three months long, as we said, and it was into like Targo said. The 1992 domestic violence incident between Greg and Rosalind Berhalter. The essentially the conclusion was that yes, Greg Berhalter did get drunk with his wife, argue in the bar, go outside of the bar, and get into a physical altercation. Rosalind Hit him in the face. Greg got pissed, pushed her down, kicked her twice. And Greg was tackled by a bystander not known to either one. Rosalind went back to her dorm room, who her roommate at the time was Danielle Reyna, Claudio's wife. 
and told her the incident, but she had not seen it. Those are the yeah, I think I think that was the first thing. Didn't Danielle say she saw the incident? Was there? But that that's but yeah, so it did happen. Obviously, Greg, Danielle, not Danielle, Greg and Rosalind were both interviewed by this law firm. Both their stories checked out, all the witnesses' stories checked out. That yeah, it happened. You know, no police report was filed. No report within the school was filed. And so there was no, I guess, paper trail that it ever happened. Just recollections and stories. Yeah. And so that's how he was able to get the job. Because obviously, if there was no paper trail of this ever happening, he did not have to disclose that to U.S. soccer, which is why he was able to be the coach. 100%. (laughs) But then where it gets interesting for me in this report is when they try to interview the Reinas. This is where it gets a little... This is where the drama starts, so to speak. So Where it does start to unfold, that's for yeah, sure. Yeah, because they tried to... They interviewed Danielle Reina. They got two phone calls with her. And the first phone call, she denied that she said that or had talked to uh, Ernie Stewart at the time. Who? What's his position? He's the, I believe he's the head. Of, general manager or something. Yeah, yeah, general manager. No, Brian McBride was the general manager. So he would have been the head of the men's soccer in, my notes in somewhere. the US, uh, U.S. Soccer Federation. He's some big wig in U.S. Yeah. soccer. But if the first thing she does is deny that she ever spoke to him about that and that it came out through her. And then the I mean, second in the second phone call, then she confirms it, retracts her statement. And then they try to interview Claudio Reyna. He would not participate. And these people were never subpoenaed. There was no legal response for them to have these interviews. So they didn't have to. And he didn't. Which, he didn't. Uh, no. I mean, on the other side, Greg and Rosalind were completely open and honest and i believe it said that they were cordial friendly with the investigators they did two separate interviews yep that's important they did their interviews separately yeah and their whole families got interviewed about the situation and then you have the reynas like you said i assume danielle reyna denied to call her attorneys and then called back to make sure it was okay for her to talk to them. But I mean, I don't know. They they tried to contact her and multiple she times. talked to him. I mean, she had they they said she had two brief phone calls. Yeah. And then as far as Claudio goes, he wouldn't answer the phone calls and then Allison and Bird got a phone call from Claudio Reyna's attorneys saying that they would only do an interview under certain conditions. They could only ask certain questions. Allison and Bird came back with, well, we just want to know the relevant information. Under these terms, we will do this interview. And Claudio denied, never got back to them. They never heard another word. Nope. A little suspicious to me. Yeah. And then during this process, you know, Greg had acknowledged the assault and he also took actions. Because he, he obviously knew he made a huge mistake and he began taking actions to make sure something like that wouldn't happen again. 
Um, his wife forgave him. Obviously, they've been married now for well, 30 years. They got kids together. It's all under water under the bridge for them. And then it just, I mean, it sucks for this to be yeah. thrown out into the limelight. I, I would almost say it almost to go as far as a smear campaign. I mean, it kind of is. I yeah. mean, if, if you think about it, the Reynas, they they're the ones who leaked this. What do you think their reasoning for leaking it was? I, I mean, <laughs> the report says they didn't do it for blackmail or extortion. Well, no, they didn't get any money out of it. So, of course, it wouldn't be for those reasons. But it it's it's got a lot of helicopter parenting, I guess is the well, best word. I'll tell you why they did it. I mean, there's that's a simple reason they didn't want him to be coach anymore because of the way he was treating their son. That's mm-hmm. how they felt. 100%. That's the reason why they did it. I mean, they've obviously damaged their reputation in this process. I'll let you kind of speak on the findings that came out about Claudio Reyna. And as you mentioned, his helicopter parenting. I, I, I've never heard it. that before, man. I, hate I, I it would, so much. Maybe just overbearing parenting. It, it's well, overbearing, trying to be hovering above all the politics that are within whatever situation it is, and then always having their say about everything. I mean, and he's just so involved. Like, why do they need to be that involved? Claudio's, I mean, his son, Gio Reyna, he has the talent and the skill where he didn't need this. No, not at all. He didn't need all. parents. One might even go... Coaches and U.S. officials to get playing time. One might even go as far to say as it's harmed Gio more than... Well, almost more than anybody. Obviously, this is going to hurt Claudio more than anybody. Well, these findings, yeah. So go ahead and get going into some of these things that were found about Claudio. So a lot of the stuff about Claudio Reyna that came out is based on interviews that happened with witnesses that work around him, work with him, work in U.S. soccer. Essentially... He going back as far as the under 17 youth world cup. I believe it was two or three years beforehand, essentially trying to influence and complained about things. Uh, one person said that his interactions were inappropriate, bullying, and even mean spirited. And this is coming from someone, for those of you who don't know, Claudio Reyna is one of the most decorated U.S. men's soccer professionals in the history of the United States. He went to four World Cups with the United States. And He's his, been everywhere. His demeanor was always described as calm and collective as well. So that's why this is shocking. 100%. This isn't him. Yeah, this is these actions are the exact opposite of what we found when he was on the field, yeah, he was we always cool, him. calm, and collected. Never outspoke. Never got mad on the field. He's always cool, calm, and collected in interviews. He was almost like a sage, where nothing flustered him. However, once the World Cup ended, this is kind of where everything unfolded with Claudio apparently sending Ernie Stewart a bunch of text messages and then Ernie calling him for an hour-long phone call 
where the Reina's allegedly uh, said that Greg physically assaulted Rosalind. To quote, pardon our French, but Danielle says he beat the shit out of now, Miss Burlhalter. Yeah. And that was one of the things that originally Danielle denied and then came back out and confirmed that she said it. And of course, if something like that happened, Ernie then has to report that. Of course, 100%. But he did. He did. Based on the facts through the investigation, though, Claudio Reyna and his communications with U.S. soccer officials, it brings a big question as far as, I know he didn't break any rules in U.S. soccer, but it it raises more of a FIFA code of ethics and essentially breaking rules against abusive position. Those of you who don't know, he held when Gio played in the United States, had a great role for New York City FC. And then once he went into Europe with the new club Austin FC, he was a high-ranking executive, essentially. Yeah, Claudio was at Austin yeah. FC. In the at MLS. Austin FC. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know where also, to begin with his He's also said antics. stuff about referees. I mean, he's just complaining about everything. It's literally... Again, yeah. Pee-wee soccer parent complaining about a referee, complaining about his kid not getting playing time, but because he's has influence and he's has stature and in U.S. soccer, you know, he gets listened to apparently. Yeah, I mean, even as far back as 2018, this report found that he started complaining to Federation officials at a U.S. soccer development academy that they had female referees. Now, in most cases that I've seen, female referees are actually better than male referees. Well, the thing is, is to I, I, I'm I'm all for complaining about a referee. Do it all the time. Whoa, <laughs> me too. Trust me. But why does it have to point out that she's a woman? You know, he's he's saying these women referees. I mean, can he just say these referees? I mean, he's. I mean, I've seen some bad male referees too. Let me tell you. <laughs> I would go with the majority of them. Per exactly. our previous hundred conversations about English and European referees and VAR, that they are 100 times worse. We don't hear anything about this in women's soccer. No. Ever. Ever. I, it just doesn't make any sense to me that he would do that. I just, yeah. it It's damaging for everybody involved, but... I'm honestly, I'm glad that Ernie Stewart reported it and they had a third party investigate all of this because ultimately it finds that Greg and Rosalind set aside their differences that happened during this. They put it behind them. Never should have been aired out. That is for Rosalind to do at the time that she wants to do it, not for somebody else to tell somebody about it, especially at this high of a rank where it could ruin somebody's career. And don't forget, she did it because her little boy wasn't getting playing time. 100%.
that's the real kick in the nuts right there, man. Yeah. I mean, it's like a two pronged attack. It's like kicking someone in the chest and then hitting them in the nuts. <laughs> but because this report came out and the way Greg cooperated, uh, he's still eligible for yeah. the U.S. men's national team coaching job, head coach. Yeah. Even though his Do contract I, did expire December his contract 31st. Did expire. I'm honestly guessing they're saying that so that he has no legal ramifications against U.S. soccer. 100%. I don't think he will be the coach. I, I don't either. I mean, it's going to be tough as players, the players going in, respecting him. Now, do I think he can get a job maybe in Europe, maybe in a couple years within the MLS, kind of a, you know, not in the limelight kind of position at an MLS team? Yeah, yeah, I think he can. I think he should be able to. But Claudio Reyna, on the other hand, this is going to be very damaging to his career and what he decides to do. 100%. They've um, Austin FC already removed him from his position. He's no longer in being a face of the club. He's in the backroom staff now. I'm curious to see how long he's selling their books for. But I don't I think I think he'll be unemployed here for a while. I would almost go as far to say as I don't think he'll ever find a job in world football ever again. I don't want to say never. Cause you never know in some years people forget. I don't think watching reports from Europe about this whole debacle. They're laughing at us soccer. Oh, hundred percent. If it wasn't already a joke, the way it's ran, they're laughing. The U S soccer is essentially the laughing stock of world football right now. And has, the right to be yeah so i don't think he gets hired anywhere else in the world and he sure certainly does not get hired in the united states uh i did i just i don't see it happening you know like i said i don't think it'll be anytime soon but five ten years you know i i don't know you know people seem to forget the only thing we don't forget is liverpool beat man united seven nil <laughs> or Man City beating RB Leipzig 7 now. <laughs> but we'll get into that later. <laughs> yeah, we'll get into that one later. <clears throat> uh, so I guess, I mean, where, where, where does U.S. soccer go from here? Ernie Stewart, Brian McBride, they all left their position. You know, whatever Ernie Stewart's role is, I can't remember his position. But they're looking to fill that, and they're hoping that person will then be looking for a new head coach. Honestly, we we kind of called a coach that who was happy at his job at the time when we did our first episode on this, who no, no longer has a job. Surprise. Jesse March. 100%. I do know that you, uh, U.S. Soccer Federation has come out and said that they're going to start. They're not going to hire a head coach anytime soon. They're going to no, start. It probably will be till summer. Yeah. The upper echelon and then go to general manager. And then go to the coach. Yeah. I think this will be a long and drawn out process. If Jesse Marsh hasn't been hired by then, I would be surprised. But who knows? Maybe he's going to hold out for the job potentially. He might. You're you're not wrong. I don't think a coach will be named, honestly, till late summer. Summer sometime at the earliest. Because, yeah, U.S., they need to save face here. They're hosting the next World Cup. Mm Mm-hmm. And so they need to perform. They have a good young crop of talent. 
Gio Reyna being one of those 100%. players. So, yeah. Yeah. I. It's going to take a lot of rebuilding for this entire organization. They're going to have to wipe the slate clean. They're going to have to rebuild it from the top down. I guess is the way they're going, not the bottom up, which is probably smarter to do. Well, it looks like, yeah, that's what they're doing, you know. But it's, for me, it's, I'm still in shock. U.S. soccer will be fine at the end of the day. The amount of talent they have coming up, they'll be okay. They've already qualified for the next World Cup, so they can take their time with this, make the right decisions. (laughs) Just announced that the next World Cup is going to have more matches, more teams. That's a whole other topic we can get into later. Not happy about that either. I just, this whole thing has left a mark on my opinion of Claudio Reyna so deep that I don't think of him the same way. Not in the same way. Zero respect for the guy. Zero respect. I even think maybe, I, I guess I respect his time on the field, but after that, no, nothing. I got no respect for him. The level of pettiness is astounding. And just how nasty he was about. Yeah, I understand you can be petty, but man, he was nasty about it. Yeah, he's not only ruined one person's job, but his own job. And now neither one of them will coach. At least Greg got out of it roughly unscathed. Reputation's been yeah. damaged. But Claudio, irreparable damage to his reputation and how people see him. And the sucky part about this whole thing, man, is the Reynas, I think they got exactly what they wanted. Yeah. Was Greg not to be the coach? And I don't think he will be because of this. And because of it, I think Gio will probably get more playing time because they'll switch formations and they'll make it so that way he is playing all the time. It depends what kind of coach they bring in. Yeah, it depends. I, I, I don't think that that'll have anything to do with it. Now I think he won't have any contact with any U.S. officials within the so- U.S. soccer organization. No, not not at all. But I, I, I don't know where any of them go from here. U.S. soccer has made the fir- first steps. They're the right steps, in my opinion. We'll see how it affects Geo going forward. He's not really playing very much right now for Bruce U. Dortmund anyways. No, he's been mainly coming on as a sub. I might add that he's been doing very well coming off the bench as a sub. But He's an all right. He's got, I think, three goals, two, three goals yeah. since the World Cup. All game winners as well. But yeah, so that brings us to the end of, I'm guessing, this episode, unless you have something else to say. I, I don't. Because I don't want to get angry and start yelling at this microphone about <laughs> Claudio Reyna. And probably by some point, it'll become inaudible and no one will be able to understand what I'm saying. So, <clears throat> so yeah, we had to get this out here, guys. Like we said, this was kind of some breaking news-ish happened earlier this week. We wanted to inform you guys about it. Uh, make sure to check out our socials, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook. 
I know we've been posting some kind of behind the scenes stuff on there, so make sure you check it out. Yeah. Of course, check out the Red Bubble, the merch. Of course. We'll be dropping that new that new merch soon. And if you really want to read this, we'll put the link to this report in the description. If you want to read 40 Description pages. of the podcast. So yeah, Spotify, Apple, Google, we're all podcast all platforms. Yeah. And YouTube. And YouTube. There you go. But thank you guys. Happy St. Patty's Day. We Happy love you. Happy St. Patrick's Day. And remember, on St. Patrick's Day, everyone is Irish. Cheers.